great. Okay. This is when it'll start on YouTube. Hello, people on YouTube. Um, this is Scripps Frothers following edition. Just a heads up, we do these on the first Friday of every month from 3 p.m. to 4.30 p.m. Eastern. Sometimes it's me and Amelia, like we have today. And sometimes we have guests come. But before I talk about some of our other fireside chats and all the other things we do, because I want to let you know up front that this is one of many things we have. I just want to talk about what subscriptions are, because that's what we're here today. This is subscriptions for authors, and we're learning about growing our following to ultimately grow our paid subscription. And we're going to learn that paid subscriptions and we'll say free subscriptions following aren't that much different. I mean, they're different in payment. We want paid subscribers. So we're going to get into that. But subscriptions, right? How we like to think about it in the group is they're a payment directly from a reader to an author for content or other value. Um, I recommend if you haven't yet checking out a totally free book that we wrote um, about how to grow your subscription. It's on the Subscriptions for Authors website. If you sign up to our mailing list, you'll get it sent to you there. Um, so that's a great place that if you're like, oh, I'm still learning about subscriptions, that's a great place to go to start. But we're going to go over a lot of great things today. The next thing is the why, right? Like we're talking about growing our following to grow our paid subscription, but why does this matter? Well, me and Amelia, we've been working along with other folks on the team uh, behind the scenes of developing the 2023 subscriptions for authors report that's going to kind of index what's been happening in the industry and share other stories. But at this point, we can confidently say there are thousands of fiction authors making tens of millions per year of subscription revenue. That's wild. That's wild. We're going to release more details on that later and share specific authors. But that's that's a that's an interesting market for us. And it's something that's growing too. We've seen so much new authors break in since we started this in our first Fireside Chat one year ago. But there's also more to it, right? This is about creating better experiences for our readers and giving them more of what they love. That's what ultimately, like when you follow or pay to subscribe to someone, that's what it's about. Uh, super fans can also support you at different levels. We're going to talk today about the following level, which is maybe not paid support. That doesn't mean they don't support you though in other ways but they also could support you at different paid levels. So that's fun. Another big thing about subscriptions and also following in the context of subscriptions, which we're going to dive deep into, is that you get to own your fan relationship and reader data. We're talking, you get to issue refunds, you get control over that. Um, you know, No other party gets to issue them on your behalf. Emails, you get all the emails of all of your readers and followers in the context of subscriptions, some really cool stuff. And then there's a new revenue stream that has halo effect for your business. Um, we call this very loosely the super fan flywheel, but ideally the more people that you can get who are supporting you at a high level, it gets them to spread through word of mouth, the joy of your books, the joy of your stories, and it's going to bring more people back in. That's where we all want to get to, right? But we got to start first with some followers. But before, before we get officially there, I just want to say we've done a lot of these and I want to just shout out to... Joan Raymond. I don't know if you're here, Joan. You may have showed up. I didn't see your name. Sorry, if I didn't see your name. But she did our last Fireside Chat all about imposter syndrome, which was wonderful. It was lovely. And we've done a bunch with Alana Albertson, who when you put Alana Albertson and Amelia Rose together, they basically have enough serial fiction reads to be the population of America. It's something wild like that. It's well over 100 million. Um, then you have Ann Janzer. We talked with Scripture Marketing about her. We've done so many cool Fireside Chats. So just throwing a little shout out. We have more here. Um, a little bit about me and Amelia. Some of you might know us. I'm going to zoom through this, but my quick introduction is 
I co-host the podcast. I've written 12 sci-fi thriller novels. I've been obsessed with subscriptions for the last 18 months, not in small part due to because I've helped with Amelia, found a subscription platform for fiction authors called Reen. So that's a little bit about me. Amelia, you can share the two sentences on yourself. And then I promise we'll get into the fun stuff. Um, I'm Amelia. I write steamy romance um, pretty much everywhere. I'm a white author and I've been working on Reem with um, Michael and my husband, Sean, for the past year and a half now. So, Amelia's our, our all-star. People have called her different names, subscription, subscription leader, subscription. Some, we've had different words for Amelia, but we you know, really respect her because it's your your success that's really inspired a lot of us to to be here with you. And now with that introduction, I'm going to guess almost everyone's trickled in. So if you just came in, you're here at the good part. What is following? Okay. So every platform, right? You can kind of follow someone on. When I'm talking about platforms, I'm talking about social media. I'm talking about like you could technically follow someone in the real world, but that's called stalking. So let's not do that. But every platform has following. So what what makes following different in the context of subscriptions? So you have the emails of all your followers. Your followers also receive notifications every time you release content to them. So there's no algorithms that are interrupting that notification experience. The third thing, third crucial thing is that your followers, hopefully, ideally, and we're going to help you today get there, are going to be your future paid subscribers. So the TLDR, though, on following in general is that followers, someone follows someone to receive updates from an author directly. Some systems are better at doing that than others. We all know that a follower on a Facebook page maybe or maybe will not see your post, um, whereas a follower in an email list will see it, but only if they open it and only if your email doesn't go to spam. So <laughs> these are all the, the caveats with following that are important to, to think about. I feel this guy right here because I look under the rock for my followers and I'm like, I still don't see him. But real talk here, followers are anywhere where your fans have consented to get updates from you. And it could be in a lot of different places. That's why when we're talking, say, about following, this isn't just about the subscription platform you use. This is about your entire author ecosystem, right? So you have the newsletter. That's a place that a lot of us try and drive followers to. And we all know how important the newsletter is. Newsletters are really important, people. I don't want to bang that drum home too much because we've probably all heard it as authors, but it's important for a crucial reason. When you have that data, you get to own part of that reader relationship and contact them as direct as it can get, right? There's social media. Think Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. Um, following here can be valuable for many reasons. These are tools that can be used to connect fans and find more, right? You have a lot of like followers on a platform that an algorithm might be able to help you find more. Um, so that's social media. Then there's a CUNY platform. These can still exist on, you know, like Facebook. You can follow a page on Facebook, but you could also join a CUNY on Facebook and they're slightly different. And you can follow essentially a CUNY and be, be a part of it. And then there's your subscription platform. And as we're going to discuss, the subscription platform really combines aspects of all of the above. When someone follows you on a subscription platform, you get their, their email, right? This is, how, this is how Reem works. If someone follows you on Reem, they basically join your newsletter because you get their email and can export it to your newsletter. They also get updates directly from you. They'll get updates on the content you publish and CUNY posts on the platform. They'll get updates on the chapters you publish, notifications about it. They also get this sort of 
social media-like experience because you get to create all different kinds of content, not just stories, but posts, images. And then of course, they're part of your kidney. They can interact in your books, commenting on each paragraph. They can also comment on the posts themselves. So there's a layer to it. And it's why we think that subscriptions are really the ultimate follow button. So that's what it is, okay? <laughs> that's what it is. That's cool, but it still doesn't help you. So let's actually talk about what this means from a how we can tap into this, tap into the power of following. So the first thing that I want to share with everyone is that not all followers are created equal. I mean, Amelia, I'm sure you've experienced across platforms. Where would you say your most valuable followers are? Let's say excluding your mailing list and excluding your paid subscription across platforms where you might not have a direct relationship. Do you know which platform you would say your most valuable followers are? It's a hard question. Yeah, that's really hard. I think it depends on which part of my business um, you're talking about. Because uh, for my business or for my author business, um, there's many different facets. So my serial fiction followers are strongest on Wattpad. And then I have people who just buy my paperback books and my hardcovers and they're strongest on Facebook. And then I have a really strong following right now um, for my comic on Instagram. Um, so I think it's definitely different, but nothing compares to the people who are following on subscription or through my email. Amelia has a great, a great newsletter uh, and she does a lot of awesome things there, but I think that's, yeah, it's very, it's very interesting, right? Um, it, it's tough because, you know, ultimately we abstract followers as like a number and we like to think, oh, we got a thousand followers or a hundred followers. And that I'm not saying it doesn't mean anything, but here's the extreme example. We all know that if you are on Instagram, they've gotten better at cracking down on this, but you can buy like a thousand bot accounts as followers. That's a, that's a thing you could do. It's, it's a much harder now. The algorithms are better at detecting it, but still, are those really followers? No, they're just a number. And really a follow is an abstraction. It's imperfect. It's an imperfect abstraction. But if someone's trust, if someone follows you, they trust that you're going to follow through on the promise that got them to want to follow you. Now, this is the hard thing. Why does someone want to follow you? And this is where we go back to subscriptions and thinking about our paid tiers and take the same philosophy and bring it to following. When we think about our paid tiers, if y'all, so many of you, I recognize your faces. So I know you've been around our community and are probably some of you might even know more about subscriptions than me and Amelia by a wide margin at this point, because uh, you all are doing amazing. But you all know the words that Amelia says all the time. Just say it, say it to us. It's, it's two words. Oh, uh, I don't know which two words you're talking under about. Promise. Oh, under promise and over delivered. Yes. <laughs> a lot of little sayings. Yeah, yes. She has a, quite a few actually sayings, but that, that's one that I feel like we all know as like, yep, Amelia says that. But it's true, right? In our subscription, we don't want to promise something in a paid tier that we can't deliver on. It feels a little bit more obvious in the context of payment to think about it that way. Like when a reader pays us, we feel committed to them. So we don't want to not follow through on that. But how many of you treat your following like that too? How many of you think about your following and here are the benefits they get for following me? And here's how I'm going to deliver on that, right? Your readers think about it like that. Your readers don't just click a button to click a button randomly. 
they don't click the button because they know it's going to make them feel really good when they see that follower count go up. I want, if you're like me, dopamine is a real thing, but that's not what your readers are thinking about. So what you want to think about here is why did someone follow you? Were they just there for a freebie? That's not, not a bad thing, but then that relationship's different, right? That level of trust is different. Did they come from a TikTok video, from a SEO fiction platform, word of mouth? That's important. Attribution, where they're coming from. But there's another aspect in terms of what is the relationship you have with them? It's very hard to, to actually nail down on that. But if you are clear about, oh, well, on TikTok, this is what I do. On my newsletter, this is what I do. When someone comes through there, you'll have an idea of how much their trust is in you. I've heard from so many people like, when you send out an email to your newsletter list to join your paid subscription, I'm saying paid subscription now, to maybe the followers in your newsletter, you'll see oftentimes a different conversion rate between a list that you've acquired of 10,000 folks, um, maybe from book funnel and story origin doing newsletter swaps, nothing wrong with that, and, a, and an entirely different conversion rate, most likely higher if they're coming from maybe the back of your books on retailers. So just important to remember that with followers, not all created equal. Okay. Sorry, guys. I had, I had to do it. It's, a, it's smiling at you, but you know it's true. So many of us treat our followers horribly. What do I mean by this? We are constantly thinking about what we can get from our followers and not what we can give them. And this sounds antithetical because it's like, oh my God, you've heard us say so many times, like price your work, you know, valuable. Your work is valuable, right? Your work is worth $5, you know, plus a month. We, we stand by that. But who is that work worth that to? And who can you convince to feel like that? You have to build a level of trust. And if you treat someone just trying to extract money from them, it's not going to go anywhere good. It's not going to go anywhere good. So how do we actually treat our followers better? Well, let's look at what a lot of us do now. And I'm not calling anyone out. You all are great. I know all of you in this call are great, but I subscribe to a lot of author newsletters, okay? Grabbed a lot of author newsletters. I follow a lot of authors online, just as many of us do. And I I see some common threads. And also, I've been guilty of them myself, okay? You're constantly selling to them. Every email that you send, every post that you make, if it's just another promotion, asking something of the reader, no wonder you don't like marketing. That's exhausting, like for both parties, because you're constantly asking, and they're constantly having to like endure that ask. That's tough, right? The next one is you think of them as numbers, not real people. This weekend, some of you may know, I was with Christopher Hopper, uh, the man himself. If if y'all if y'all don't know like how Christopher Hopper achieved like legendary status, um, it, you have to watch the keynote that he did at the Scriptions for Authors Summit. It was mind blowing. It was one of the best, if not the best, by far, author talk I've ever heard. Um, sorry, Amelia, you give great keynotes too, but oh no, it it was top tier. Yeah, it was like wow. One of the things he said, one of the things he said was, you don't just have your readers. You have a reader, a reader, a reader. We could keep going, right? When you think of your followers as numbers, I have 500 and how can I get 10 more? And again, like it, it's a fine line because you do want to grow your number net number of readers. One reader is great, except if you're trying to make a living writing, unless that reader is like maybe Jeff Bezos or something like that, it's going to be hard for them to support you at the subscription level that you might need. Right. So we understand like there, it's not a ignore numbers, 
but it's don't make numbers your religion because then you end up not putting your fans in the place in your heart that they really deserve. Next one is that you may even ignore them entirely, which, hey, look, I get it. I get ignoring people. I get not wanting to post on social media. You don't have to post on social media. But then why are you everywhere? Why are you asking readers to follow you somewhere that you're not giving them anything? Stop asking them to do that. Have them follow you and get updates from you in a place where you actually want to give them those benefits. So, you know, having 3,000 followers on Instagram is a complete vanity metric if you do nothing about it. I know that because I have 3,000 followers on Instagram and do nothing about it. So um, that's that's maybe the state of things. How can we, how can we move forward, right? So I think the solution to this is making marketing fun. That's what I think following is all about, making marketing fun. Because we, we do want to grow our business. That's what this is about. But it's about making, doing it in a fun way, not only for us, but our readers. So here are the reflective questions. And we're going to put these into action in just a bit. And we're going to have an open conversation, okay? It's going to be fun. But I want you to think about these four questions. And please, if you'd be willing to, start to answer them in the chat. I would love, love to hear your answers. I probably won't like get to them all until... I'm done with this and then we open up the conversation, but still still think it percolate and you could start writing in the chat. So what benefits can I give my followers? You know, I, I will say at Reem, we like had a there was a lot of talk around the the language that we use to describe following. I'll tell you why we picked following and why we didn't pick another piece of language, but I'm gonna use it now because I think it's helpful, which is you could think of your following like a tier. We didn't call it a tier only because we thought that it would confuse people when following doesn't show up like a tier on your page and very valid, like, you know, it doesn't show up like that. And if we did show it up like a tier, we felt like it would become so obvious that it might take away from your page subscription. So we didn't want to do that. We wanted to create a, an and world synergistic. So that was one thing. We didn't call it free tier either because we don't want you to like devalue your followers and think of them as free. You know, there's, they have value in of themselves. So that's where the word follower came in, right? But I'm going to use the word tier, okay? I'm going to use it in this context. We think about our tiers as if we're giving benefits to our readers. Each tier has different benefits we give them. We might not have necessarily different benefits. We might just say you could support us at a higher level, but the point still stands. Like you are experiencing something. You're getting extra value to subscribe at a specific level. But what does that similar benefits look like for your followers? Have you ever thought about that? How can I keep my benefits sustainable? That's that's very important because you don't want to give away everything to followers so there's no incentive to upgrade to paid. But at the same time, if you give them nothing, you just end up hawking and selling constantly, right? So there's a balance here. It's an art, not a science, but it's important to think about. How will I share with them these benefits and attract more followers to these benefits? We're gonna go over it, at least some ideas, but that's something you have to ultimately think about for yourself and put into action. And then the last question, and an important one, I will entice them to upgrade from these benefits to paid subscribers or other revenue streams, right? Subscription should not be your only revenue stream. Um, there's other ways you can monetize a la carte ebook sales. Um, we have we have an author in here who's, I just spoke with, who's doing great on AdSense with audiobooks. You're a legend. Um, so there's all these different avenues, right? Okay. One last thing to think about here, which is why followers matter on your subscription platform, on the actual platform itself. 
So we've seen this, this is backed by data, which is that most people who make it to your landing page, the first time they go there, in some instances, 85 to 95, 85 to 90% are not going to convert on that first click. That doesn't mean they won't click in the future though, or convert in the future. They just need more nurturing. They need to build more trust in you. They need to maybe be in a financial position where they can, because heck, I'm in college. $5 is not something I like think about lightly. I, I will gladly pick the entree that's less the restaurant to save five bucks. I think a lot of us feel that, understand that your readers do too. Another one is that, like I said earlier, it bundles the features of every following on every platform into one. That is huge. I, I like to call it the ultimate follow button, but it, it's true, right? They sign up to your mailing list, they get updates in your stories, and they can be involved in your community all in one click, one click. And then it makes upselling into that page description easier because as we'll show you, some of the tough part is the asking of readers, right? Asking. Like it's hard to ask someone to have to sell them you know, it's way easier just to think about not doing it at all. And I get that. But one of the things is that these subscription bottoms can help take some of that off you, right? If you go into Reader's Community, you see, sorry, an Author's Community, you'll see all their posts and they'll see the ones that they don't have access to as a follower. We're going to show you that. That helps you passively, right? Be able to get people to upgrade. And another thing is that you might see, and you might be frustrated at some point as you're growing your subscription, that you have a lot more followers than you do paid members. And I just wanna say that that's okay. That is okay. You will be able to furnish these relationships, build trust and drive paid member growth. We're gonna get into how now. So before we get into the how of the driving paid member growth, these are just some quick and dirty ways that you're gonna be able to drive new followers. Then we're gonna go over the benefits you give to followers. Then we're gonna go how you can entice them to upgrade. And then we're gonna show you, okay? It's gonna be fun. So. Places to drive your followers. Yeah. So this is pretty obvious, but you can drive new followers to a subscription platform. This is in the context of subscription platforms. Okay. Should be very clear about that. Um, to your newsletter subscribers, right? You you could you could ask them. That that's a valid place. Uh, link in back of books, website, link in bio. Those are places you could put this call to action to follow you. And as we said earlier, it could be a good idea because it combines all the different following of all these platforms in one and gives you their email that you can export elsewhere. So it does a lot of good work there. Cross promo campaigns. We're going to talk about this and we actually have a podcast episode dropping with someone who's here live today, EJ Frost, uh, this weekend, all about cross promo campaigns um, and how that could be really interesting for subscriptions and how following makes that really powerful. And then you could also mention on existing social platforms. When I say that, I'm talking about maybe Instagram or Facebook. Okay, so that's kind of just planting the seeds, right? Things to think about. Now, what can you offer followers? Now, when someone's following you, what do you give them? Okay, we're, we're gonna show you, but more importantly, we're gonna at least share with you the ideas now. Follower-only chapters, only available to followers. What does that look like? We're gonna talk about that. But that's powerful, right? Because then, it's not just available to people for free. They have to follow you to read it. And following means you get their email and they're a part of, part of your community now. Then there's follower-only community posts. This is like a follower-only social media feed, very similar to that. And then limited time reader magnet or cookie. We're going we're gonna to go over it, but again, planting ideas, planting seeds. Here's the fun part. You probably could come up with five more ideas. And that's the beauty of it. Enticing the upgrade. Okay, okay. 
this is the this is the hard part, right? This this is the hard part. And I think these three ideas, two is maybe less obvious. Um, one in one and three, I think, are are definitely helpful. So the first one is follower trial of a paid tier. What am I talking about? That that sounds ridiculous. Okay. So think about it this way. Let's gonna use a hypothetical author as an example. And you don't have to be offering what they're offering or less or more. This is literally just an example. But let's say um, author author B, their name's B, is um, hello if you're B out there. They are offering one chapter per week and their subscription to paid members, okay? And that's early access to their stories. This is just in this context, right? You might have different benefits, different things you offer to the followers. Well, maybe... You've, you've, you've shared your subscription with your newsletter. You've shared your subscription with your, with your followers. You've tried to get them to upgrade. And it's just like, you're feeling a little exhausted because you're just asking them, asking and asking and asking. And you want to drive more interest. And man, if people could just see how awesome this was, they would know it. Well, you can do, you can do two things. So one, you could do a free trial. Many subscription platforms have that. Um, that's uh, personally uh, on our roadmap uh, very shortly too, before the end of the year. Um, but you also could do a follower trial, which requires zero sign up on their part. If they're already a follower of yours, they don't have to lift a finger. All you have to do is say, hey, for the next month, for the next week, next two weeks, I'm going to give you a taste of what people in this tier would get, okay? You can maybe make it a week or two weeks so that people don't feel cheated in other tiers. But for people who are just getting started out, I know in a great way, a lot of us are just getting started out, then you might not have a lot of people in those paid tiers anyways. So there's not a lot to lose by this. You can offer them those pay benefits for two weeks and explicitly say like, this will expire. You know, you're going to have to upgrade if you want those benefits to continue. Um, and you could easily unpublish those chapters as we'll show you from the follower so that those benefits disappear. The trial truly is a trial. You do that. Readers are going to, first of all, be like, thank you. I mean, getting something for free is great. You know, like that makes me like you more. And then if they actually engage with it and actually make use of their trial, read your stories, experience your content, they may just upgrade. One idea. Second idea. These are, I think, the more obvious ones, but I'm mentioning this because I want, I want to prime how you think about it. So cliffhanger. What is a cliffhanger? We all know cliffhangers. We talk about it in serial fiction a lot, but this really works in novel work too, no matter whether it's a serial or novel structure. But you have a cliffhanger ending off at a chapter entice them to go to the paid chapter. That's, yeah, that, that's a good strategy, right? That's tried and true. We, we, we know that. But another one that I want you to think about is locked content strategy, um, who I think is doing this really well. Um, and we've had conversations about this. So just total shout out, Kitty. Uh, Kitty Thomas, um, she's an awesome dark romance author. And when she thinks about her community posts, she very is very intentional about her headlines. And she wants to get her headline to basically hook them but then they can't finish it if they're not on that tier. So when you go to your community page, you're seeing all these juicy headlines that you want more of, but you've got to upgrade. So one thing to think about is for this locked content in community posts, again, we're going to show you this. We're going to show you it, but is think about, hmm, what will my hook be that someone's going to really want to see? The last thing is teasers. This is giving people, as opposed to a free trial, it's giving your followers some of 
the paid content, but not all of it. So maybe that's if you're creating character art, uh, you're giving them one of the images, not all. Maybe if you're doing a book box for higher members, uh, you share thank you to X, X and Y reader for supporting me, uh, you know, and send that image out to the whole community of that really awesome book box as you're packing it. Um, you've seen some authors do this in the subscriptions for authors Facebook group. And I'll just say, because I, you know, me and Amelia were able to see like the engagement on each post. There's a noticeable amount of engagement of authors, like geeking out over other authors' book boxes. Um, and we love when authors share what they're working on, but just think about your readers, right? Like, I think they're going to feel that too. Okay. And then the last one, and I'm going to give a shout out to um, David, who I, I won't out who you are in the chat, but David, th thanks for being here. Um, he, David Burgoods, he's an awesome horror author. And this week he put a great post in the group about just communicating value to your readers. And I've been having this conversation more and more recently with authors as we kind of try and tweak their subscriptions. And, you know, the biggest thing is that a reader who's maybe unfamiliar to a subscription, um, they want to know a lot of them. Some of them just want to support you, right? And there's people like that. I do not want to discount that. We love our readers who are just willing to support us kind of no matter what the ride is. But there's also a lot of people who want to support you, but also want to know that they're really getting something in return for that. That's human nature. You want to know that you're getting a good deal. So how do you communicate the value, the offer of your subscription? This is all about trying to say, hmm, can I frame what I'm offering here in a way that makes it more enticing for someone? So here's an example. Maybe your readers don't have a very good conception of like chapters. Um, when I mean chapters, like what does three chapters a week mean? Some readers don't know what that means. They don't, they don't have a good idea of like how long three chapters is, but maybe some other readers might have a better idea over like book length. They might be like, oh, well, if someone told me I'm getting a hundred pages a month, that, that is like kind of like a small book every month. That feels more valuable, right? Another thing is authors with backlists in their subscription and bonus content in their subscription. You know, you can frame that offer literally in saying, this whole library is worth. And this is, again, I, I gave the first example for authors who maybe don't have a backlist. I never want to leave anyone out. The second example is if you have a backlist, you're established and you have it on your subscription, you get access to a hundred plus dollars worth of books for just $5 a month. I've seen tons and tons of author subscriptions who have that value of content sitting there, but never is it communicated like that. And that sort of pitch that would get me interested. And in that sort of way, that value pitch that works for some people. Um, that's something that you can do to entice the upgrade, right? You already like what I'm doing as a follower, but you're going to actually, when you pay to upgrade, you're getting a good deal. Okay. That was a lot. I'm sorry. <laughs> that was a lot. We're going to be diving into some examples now, but I want to first uh, throw it over to Amelia and have Amelia share what she's done since following has launched and how it's worked for her. Yeah. Um, so basically what I've done um, is I've started to set all of my, I have my entire backlist on my subscription right now. So I've been starting to set the first chapter free. So completely free to the public. Anyone can read it. You don't even have to have an account. Um, but chapter two through five are for followers only. Um, so still you get free content, um, as long as you follow, as long as um, you can send to give me your email. 
Um, and then after that, chapter five usually ends off on a cliffhanger. And that is when I, I stop releasing to that follow tier for some books. Um, and so if they want to continue to read the story, it's very easy for them to upgrade right within my subscription and continue to read the story on a, on a paid tier. Um, something else I've done is recently... I, most of my following um, starts from serial fiction platform called Wattpad. Um, and so what I've done is I have this new story that I wanted to release to my uh, readers there, but I want them to come over to Reem because I want them to follow me and I want their emails. So what I've done is made a story on Reem exclusive to Reem, I guess uh, we'll call it that. Uh, and I went on my Wattpad and went on my board and basically said, hey, if you follow me on my subscription, you get um, chapters one through five free right now, um, but every week it's going to update on Tuesday and Thursday. So I had, I think, I think it's up to like 200 new followers since last week, just from that one Wattpad post. Um, and again, the first chapter of that specific book is free to the public so people can get in without an account. Um, then chapters two through five are my follow tier only. Chapter six is locked until the next Tuesday. Um, when the next Tuesday rolls around, it becomes unlocked. People get a notification through their emails if they're following me saying, hey, this book is updated, go read it. And they'll go read it, hit chapter seven, which is locked for them now. Um, and they can upgrade there if they want, or they can wait until Thursday when that chapter is released. So um, I, I hope I explained that correctly um, and clearly. You did. And now we're going to show them how it looks to be a reader who wants to upgrade and following. Let me zoom. You blocked the share screen. We got it back. Great. So um, I'm an incognito tab uh, because I am already a member of, of Amelia. So that would be a bad example. Um, but if I scroll down, so you you sent the link to, it was the science project book, right? No, like it was uh, sex education. Got it, got it. Cool, cool, cool. Um, so this is just something on Reem specifically because Amelia writes uh, steamy content. Um, Want to make sure that readers are okay with that. Um, we only display that once per per account in their entire history. Um, but but here, okay, so I'm not signed into an account at all. You can could, you could see that. Uh, and I could just start reading. Uh, and luckily, I know that your chapters are short-ish, so it won't take me forever to scroll through. Sorry for a little bit of a blur, but here we go. Now I can upgrade and follow Amelia right here. So it's a follower-only chapter. And when I do that, we'll go through. I guess I'm going to have to create an account. Okay, but we'll do it. Um, what are you For those of you who don't know, Michael is running out of email accounts. <laughs> yeah, it's bad. Um grandpa is not listening but this is my grandpa's email that i'm going to use now um uh don't email him uh uh yeah um there we go um people who are from long island will know opt online uh there we go live right it's like it's fun for me it's like i gotta gotta pick some sort of email um okay so now since i'm signing into this account again first time i'm in this account's history it'll ask me that um do 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 and then oh no i i can't click ah 
Zoom, you're blocking me, man. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Got it, got it. So I'm signing to an account now. And then it says here, follow an author, shares your email address with them so you get updates on their content. That's the GDPR notification. I mean, we don't tell the readers a GDPR notification, but that, that's them consenting to updates from you. Um, click follow. I've got access now. Bang, bang. So that's how that could follow funnel could work in real time. And all you'd have to do as the author, right, is just send them the link to this story. That's it. That's all you did, Amelia. Yes, that's all I do. And I let the software do the rest for me, basically, um, for upselling and stuff. So it, I'm getting some great questions in the chat, which we're definitely going to go to. Um, so yeah, sorry, Grandpa. Um, can you go over that again? Yeah, you know what we're going to do? is I'm going to show you the author side of things now and how I walk through as an author. And I think that'll be helpful. And I already love your question, Victoria. So we're definitely going to get to that. And a good note that we're quickly entering in our live conversation where we're just going to be chatting. So um, definitely have your questions ready. You know, we, we purposely made sure that we'd have at least half of our time specifically for questions. But let me share my screen once again. Um, this is my memberships and following some other folks. There's some, it's a mess. I have like six accounts. Um, but, um, I'm going to show you now what it would be like to actually go in and, and publish a story that does what Amelia just did. Okay. So I have this sample story. Um, there's actually very little content in it. So I think I officially have the worst published book on rain. So you all have better stories than me. So you know that. Um, but <laughs> but you'll first see one thing that's very useful, which is this copy reader link. That's how you copy the link to that chapter. So, I mean, you could literally go into the e-reader and copy it from there too. But if you just want to do it simply from the author view, that's how you'd copy that chapter. But you first have to publish it, right? So I'm not going to give a full tutorial on the scheduler. It's, it's fun. It's beautiful. I created a 40 minute long YouTube video about it, which might seem overkill. It's timestamped. So you can go to the parts that are useful. Um, but what I will show you right now is how you could actually publish chapter one to the public. So, oh, actually this is, let me, this is a reminder. I've done, I tested this out just before. Great. I just unpublished all the chapters. Now we can start publishing them again to specific tiers. So it was pretty easy, right? It took one button. Um, so here, right? It says publish a chapter now. We had a great question in the chat. I believe from Teresa. There's been a lot of chat. So I'm sorry if I messed up the beautiful author who asked this, but there was a question around. So if I publish to followers, does that mean all my paid tiers see it? Does that mean? Great question. So I'll show you kind of in real time, the answer. So if I publish to public, boop, 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 you'll see here that if I try and click followers, it doesn't let me. It doesn't let me. Why it does that though? Is because if you publish publicly, automatically everyone gets it. Automatically, okay? Whereas for followers, you can see here, I can select both. What that means is that if you're making a chapter that's follower only, there's two ways to think about that. Either, definitely it's not available to public, right? So we know that. 
if I make it public, only public, you know, is the only tier I'll select. But if I'm making it available to paid tiers, then I'm going to want to make sure I select those tiers because we only publish, if I only select followers, then only my followers will see it, not my paid tiers. That's very important to keep in mind because I think we, I actually just answered a question from an author five minutes ago, Mara, if you're here, she's been crushing it actually with her subscription. Uh, you, you definitely might be here. If you're not here still, hello. Um, and this exact, um, exact thing came up. Um, where she's like, oh, I published the followers and my, my other page tiers couldn't see it. Again, this is something we can always adjust things in the future, but we figured like, you might want to just publish something to followers. You might have a message specific for followers. We talked about teasing content. Why would you give your paid tiers a teaser of content when they're already getting it, right? That feels a little disrespectful. So that's where the follower only comes in. So there's a purpose behind it, but um, I wanted to share that with everyone. And then when I make that chapter follower only, you have to follow to read it. I know, I know this name's almost like too simple, but it's, it's how it works. That, that's it. Um, let's go to the page though. We'll see here that there's no um, follower or $0 tier. We had a question about that. And I just want to say, I think free trials are very valuable. Um, you know, create like an actual free trial where someone signs up with a credit card or even without it, but is in that paid tier for a set period of time. That is something we will be rolling out. That's something that other subscription platforms have as well. So that that is something to utilize, following separate from free trials, okay? So just to be clear about that, because they're, they're interrelated. They're both marketing techniques, ways that you can build better relationships with your readers, build more trust, hopefully convert more paying subscribers. But where I wanna show you is the CUNY page, okay? So now that I'm here, I also could have totally just clicked CUNY on the side to get there, but I had to take you the long way. So uh, we're here now. Uh, these are a bunch of my test posts. So, so much fun. But um, again, I have the worst CUNY post on this platform. You have better CUNY posts than me. That's, that's what you have to think to yourself. So what I can do here, right, is make a CUNY post available to followers, make available to paid tiers. That's what I can do. So that's, that's very helpful. Um, and works the same way that the chapters do in terms of the logic of, if I only publish to followers, only followers will see it. If I publish to followers and a paid tier, followers and paid tier will see it. If I publish it to just paid tiers, then followers won't see it. Um, and that's how that works. The headline, we talked about emails. I'm gonna go over that now. So I think, I'm trying to remember the chat. I think, Kale, you asked this. Great question, whoever asked it, which was about, can readers turn off notifications about emails? Yes, that is also true on, on any platform tool you use. And if it's not true, then it should be. Um, so readers can turn off emails by one way. They could either, well, two ways. They could either click in the email and at the email at the bottom is an unsubscribe and they could adjust their notifications by clicking unsubscribe and unsubscribe from follower updates. Or they can go to their settings page and do it like that. So. You can, you as an author who's following other folks, but also as a reader can always, always unfollow people. And the title of the post is going to be the headline of the email, which is where I get back to. Remember I was talking about locked posts, getting enticing headlines. This is your chance to, to get everyone to need to click into it because what I'll show you now, because that's really how it works on the author end. There's one last thing on the author end, but I'm going to show you what it looks like from the reader end and how you could upgrade and how you can entice people. And these principles apply anywhere that you have following as well, which is 
what's cool about it. But if I go to the members page, I'm going to expose some emails, but it's me and Sean's email. It's going to be okay. Um, so, uh, so you get all the emails of your followers. You can export it in the CSV, but if you go here, it's going to be showing you your paid tiers. And guess what? I have zero paid subscribers. So if you have zero paid subscribers, I'm with you, but I actually have a few followers. I do. I know, I know I'm popular. <laughs> this is awesome. But how you can actually see your followers is you have to either one, if I deselect it, I can see everyone. And this is a canceled tier here. Um, these are actually one real human being followed me. I'm sorry for that human being. Um, but when I say real, not someone I recognize, that, that's funny. Uh, but <laughs> but uh, they actually followed me today. So just one of you here go in and follow me. Oh my God, I'm so touched. But, <laughs> but um, you can see here the initial join date. What's funny is it says April 8th, 2023 is the join date. That's not this person's join date uh, as a follower. Following didn't exist. Um, this person actually had subscribed to me uh, back then. And if you click on the person, I'll click on me because I can expose myself. This is our company's HQ address, not my personal address. Feel free to show up to it. Um, you're not going to really find much there. Um, but, <laughs> but here you could see my payment history, right? Canceled, paid, canceled again. Um, with Payments within 60 days are still able to be uh, refunded as well. Um, could even go back and refund things from a long time ago. So anyways, that you see the whole subscriber history in, in the, in this sort of CRM type of area right here, which CRM is a, a type of software, mailer lights kind of like it. It's where you get to manage the relationships with your readers. This is that area. So what that means, okay. Cause I know I've gotten this question a lot is you find all your followers here. If I just want to select my followers, click this, export it, done. That's, that's all, that's how this works in the author end. And then you could take that to your mailing list and we encourage you to have external mailing lists. Like, you know, there's a bunch of different software that you could use. All of them are perfectly imperfect, but they get the job done. So you can export them there. Um, and then that's it, people. I mean, Zapier, I'm sure will be coming soon. Just a hunch, not that I know anything um, and things like that. But but yeah, like that's that's the author end of following. I think you can start to see what's what's possible here, right? start to see it. Now I got one last thing to show you. Then it's going to be fully open conversation, but I want to go to my, my, fo oh no, that's not my following clicking here. I clicked the wrong place. Um, so I'm going to show you who I'm following. Do, do, do. So th this, this is slightly random, slightly not random. Like don't feel bad if you're not here. Um, I just went through and followed a bunch of authors that I found. And I'm sure that, you know, that I, 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 I will follow you eventually, but um, I can go to kitties. I don't know if you're listening, kitty, but I've, I've now given you two shots. Um, but you can access, can you just like, and do you see, I just came up with an idea for both. She tries to, to do a good job with this. This is why I'm showing you. So you're currently not a member. Oh, you're enticed to the upgrade. Okay. So that's one example. I'll go back to followers. I'll show you another example of an author who is here currently and who is incredible, Lindsay. Um, I don't know if you publish anything to follower tiers, so I'm not going to like dive deep into your books. Don't worry. I'm not, not doing any sort of forensic uh, search on anyone's ream today. But um, here is all of your different books. And if I was a reader, I'm now a follower right now. I'm following. I'm not a paid member. Uh, but if I want to go in and become check out stories, I can start reading any one of them. And what I'll find, I actually got to join tier one to read it. So it already makes that upgrading process a lot easier when someone's a follower. So that is the bulk of like the 
hopefully that puts like the how, the what, the why, all of it together for everyone. For the rest of their time here, I want us to answer your questions, help you. We can do any demos. We can show you anything. and can help you in any way um, because, yeah, I think it's just a really interesting way to reframe how you think about following, not only on the subscription platform you use, but also any platform you use. And then of course, showing you some new possibilities um, that can really help take your subscription to the next level. Yeah, no, don't spoil grandpa's fun is right. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, so uh, Charmaine, let's see. I think you can unmute now. Is that true? Yes. Hi. Hello. Hello again. So I have a question with the, I have a, a, a larger backlist. And if I were to give people, which I've started doing, follow access as well as public, how many books would you recommend? Like, and I do two genres. So I have PNR and a billionaire. So I've made two reader magnets for each one. I've given public like the first two chapters, followers the first three chapters. And then I added a second little novella. Should I do, that's a PNR. Are people doing multiple books, giving followers access, or are you just doing like one or two books? Um, for me personally, I'm going to do the first or all of my first in series or standalones, um, just like giving them access for the first few chapters, not the entire book. Um, the reason I'm doing that is I want to entice them to start reading up to like a good chunk of the book so they can get hooked into it and want to continue reading. Um, so yeah, um, that's what I'm doing. I don't know, Michael, if you've seen other people with bigger backlists do the same thing or do something a little different, but you know, it's funny is uh, I've seen people starting to move in, into into following, but it's like so early that I'm not sure how many authors have really made a concerted effort to like develop a strategy around it. It's why we had this call this this well, Friday. I, I'm just gonna. I was just gonna say, um, kind of thinking about it. It's basically like a sample, like you would yeah. have on like Amazon or any retailer, um, except in order to read some of that sample, they need to give you their email address. There, there's two components to the following, right? So there's one component, exactly what Amelia's talking about, the sample aspect. You should not feel the pressure to make all your books free for followers. That's, it's not a great strategy. You should, right? Like we talked about, there's a balance. Like Amelia said, like having a sample that's follower only can be a great way. Even, you know, having a one chapter public like Amelia does, having maybe a couple chapters follower only, but you don't need to do that for like second or third book in series, right? Like if someone's coming into the second book, if you're writing, you know, if you're writing sequentially, that's going to be awkward. Um, so you might want to pay while the whole thing. But the second part to think about with followers is you have their emails. You're trying to build an ongoing relationship with them. And just like your subscription, you think about what are the consistent benefits I can deliver? You want to think about what can I deliver to followers? And it's going to be much less than what you'd give paid members, right? But it's still something so that you can send an email to them can nurture that relationship, right? Not ignoring them. So there's like the two aspects to following. If you have a backlist, maybe offer some of that, you know, if you have a perma-free book, you could put it follow only, right? On, on reams that you get their emails rather than you download it perma-free in a retailer and you never know who that reader is. So there's, there's some benefits to, again, following, 
for the backlist, but the front list is important to think about too. What ongoing content are you creating and how can you reward followers? Not with all of it, not with the full experience, but with something to continue building trust with them. Okay, thank you. Uh, no, Tori. Uh, if, if, if it's already been published to that tier, um, a tier that that reader's in, they won't get it. Because here's another thing. Uh, your paid members are not followers. You can only be in one thing at a time. So you're you're not a follower as a paid member. But if you downgrade, if you cancel, you automatically become a follower unless they decide to unfollow you, right? Um, so that's a great question, Tori, on that. Um, before we get to you, Nika, um, I want to ask Amelia a question that was in the chat, which is, I'd love to know more about your Wattpad strategy. For example, do you post separate um, new chapters weekly there as well, since it drives traffic to Ream. And I guess I'll add a second question, which is like, are you putting extra early access for followers on Ream? What is your strategy um, with, with that? So I'm testing out both strategies right now. I have a, a an ongoing book on Wattpad um, that I don't know what chapter it's up to now, but let's just say it's up to chapter 16 on Wattpad. Um, I'm doing extra early access for free on Ream. So they might, if they come over and follow me, um, they might get up to chapter 20 for free. And then a new chapter drops every Monday and they'll subscribe um, to, to read more now or they'll stay free. Um, but I'm also testing it. So there is an exclusive book on Ream and Wattpad will never see that book. Um, but I'll tell them about it in my community posts on Wattpad and, um, in my serial fiction newsletter, I'll be like, Hey, the only place you can read this book right now, um, for free is on Ream. Uh, you can come over and that's, what's driven most of my followers, um, already. We'll so we'll see as time goes on, um, how that kind of converts people. Anika. Um, let me let you unmute. There we go. You can unmute now. You should be able to. Hey there, Michael. Hi. Um, I have a question to what you were saying a while ago about um, anybody subscribing to a chair cannot be a follower. Once you, if you're a follower and decide to subscribe, you're no longer in the follower follower tier, right? Exactly. You're now in the member tier, the paid okay. member tier that they joined. Paid member tier. But what if, can can then a paid member be in more than one paid member tier? Great question. At this very moment, no. Uh, I will tell you that things like page, uh, pen names, admin access, a lot of other things will come before we do that because um, that's surprisingly actually will take us a, a long time, just development time to do, but we're going to be doing that. It's been requested uh, and I see a lot of value in it, but right now you have to be only in one paid tier at a time. Yeah, because I've, I've seen, I've seen a, a fellow writer that I know from Wattpad and he has his books or book series in separate tiers. So if a reader wants to subscribe to one series and subscribe to the other series, they won't be able to subscribe to both of them simultaneously. What 
that would in the future we'd love to make you know again multiple tiers possible especially because we have some authors uh, Kay Webster's a good example who has an author tier where she helps authors and a reader tier multiple reader tiers um and it's on the same page and there's a lot of her readers who are also authors and want her advice and there's mm. that overlap um so certainly there's a lot of different instances where I could see it being useful my only advice to folks in the interim because there is no subscription platform I know of. Um, you might be able to rig something on your own website that allows you to actually be subscribed to multiple tiers. So this is something that you just, everyone has to deal with it. Uh, and it, and it's something I, again, I want to make better. We definitely want to make better. But in the meantime, what I've seen authors do is bundle tiers. So you have, you know, if you just want this serial, sign up to this tier. If you just want this serial, sign up to this tier. But if you want both, instead of being in both tiers, you sign up to a third option which bundles them together, maybe at a slight discount. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah. makes sense. All right, uh, Victoria, I'll ask you to unmute. You are, you are up. Hi, um, Hi. so I asked it in the chat, but I'll, I'll ask it now. Um, I don't have a serialized fiction presence. I don't have a Wattpad presence. I, um, I have books that are already published. I have um, stuff that's traditionally published. So I can't, that's in KU, so I can't put that up on, um, on my ream and then I have some stuff that is um, what's it called a uh, that I've I've self-published that in theory I could put up there so how do you build your serialized uh, following aside from putting it in your newsletter posting it on your socials when you don't have that funnel available to you of a big following on a serialized platform because sorry my kids are next to me trying to make a lot of noise um, if you don't have that funnel available to you of a lot of people who are already following you on a serialized platform, and it, to me, it seems like it'd be rather tedious to be trying to build Ream and Wattpad or another serialized platform simultaneously, as well as continuing to market stuff of your backlist. I, I would say, I know you said aside from newsletter, but I would say do it in your newsletter. Like, that your newsletter are the people who have signed up to get news from you and, and um, updates from you. And so if you're trying to serialize a book and you don't want to build on a serial platform, um, I would serialize that book in your newsletter, maybe like once a week or um, maybe at the end of all of your newsletters, you have a new chapter with a cliffhanger and a button that comes over um, because those are already your fans. You don't really have to build from scratch and try to figure out a new algorithm because that that's just sucks sometimes. Um, so I would use your newsletter. Definitely. Likewise, we had a follow-up question, I think sparked by that, which is, would you recommend a newsletter for the follower tier or only for a pay tier? I, I guess like you're, you're going to put them like for, for many reasons, I recommend you have a newsletter I'll tell you your description. First of all, you should always be exporting the data, meaning the, the CSV of the emails so that you have it on your own computer. God forbid anything happens, anything like that, um, that could cause a glitch somewhere where that data is not there. That would, that's not happen, but, but you don't want to take that chance, right? So you should always keep it on your own computer so that it's backed up in multiple places. That's just like standard files. Like you, if you had it only on your computer, you should upload it somewhere else so that there's redundancy. Okay. So that's one thing. The second thing is your mailing list like is separate updates typically from your subscription typically you know you might be marketing what you're doing on other platforms and other revenue streams oh i came out with a book you could buy my book now um so i don't think i think that your newsletter should be for both 
both free and paid for sure. Um, but that doesn't mean you have to ten a ton of attention on it. You know, you might spend almost all of your time, you know, inside of Ream, making those updates, making those community posts for both followers and paid. And the newsletter will still come in handy um, in, in certain in certain instances. I mean, you don't have to have one to be clear. Um, but then I would still think about, like I said, exporting it. I would want you to have those emails on your computer. We had a great question from Tabitha. We actually had two, and I'm going to answer the first first. So um, you were asking, I sent out a newsletter about limited time um limited time reader magnets. And I don't want to like, we're going to show everyone, but just know like this is a more advanced concept, but I think is important. So um, subscriptions are based around access. Access, that's important. That is like one of the key tenets of the membership economy. I'm a member of something and I gain access to it. Um, and th that doesn't mean ownership can't be a part of it. You could still sideload eBooks. You could still send them physical books that they would own and they definitely feel a sense of physical, you know, identity in your community that they have ownership of. But from an actual standpoint of your books, right? They're getting access to your books. If you're posting them on Ream, they're not, they're not being able to download or sideload them. And it works like that on um, elsewhere as well. So what is the key in this? If they can gain access, you can also take it away, which is why something can be a limited time, not only download, but a limited time reading experience. What do I mean by that? Let me show you. So if I go to my stories page, um, this is going to be a rough example because I can't simulate time. Okay. I wish I could, but um, if I move zoom, thank you. Um, scroll down. So what I'm going to do here, see, I have no published chapters right now, but I will publish chapter one to my followers tier. Okay. Great. Chapter one's published to followers. So I now can say, okay, the next action is let me go get the link, copy it. Now I'm going to share on my newsletter. I'm going to share maybe to my ream I'm going to share wherever I want. Hey, I've got this awesome, again, way better than my chapter. I got this awesome story that you can read for a limited time. Okay. Just go read it on this link and they'll have to follow you to read it. And also here's the thing. This is the biggest problem I've seen with freebies, which is great. Thank, thank you. Thank you. I'm so happy I get to get your other book for free. Let me just follow you, enter my email in someplace else. Um, you know, take a screenshot of that shiny book, shiny book, save, save the app on my device um, and never get back to it because there's no urgency besides the sign up, right? Limited time reading, not just download, creates urgency around the act of reading. Now the pitch is, you don't just have to download this now. Like if you don't read this, if you don't finish reading this by midnight on X day, sorry, you're not going to be able to. You don't need to give an exact time, but, but something like that. It's only available to be read for a week. How would you do that? Go back to publishing. We're going to enter our time machine, okay? Let's pretend a week went by and that this says July something instead of August something. I click on publish. They don't have access anymore. Even if they have the link, followers don't have access. 
It's gone. They had to read it there. That's how you do that. Amelia, I think you're muted. You might need to be muted. Oh, I'm I'm responding to somebody in the chat. Oh, okay. Oh, okay, okay. I'm like, uh, um, see your mouth moving. Uh, okay, cool, cool. Let's let's keep going. Um, let me stop sharing my screen. When you have Zoom everywhere, it gets wild. Great, great. So, do do do. This is for Amelia. Have you figured out how to incorporate your subscription into the long term? Uh, multi-legged email auto sequence process that Joe Solari teaches. Apologies if this is an appropriate place to ask this question. Oh, that, that's actually, um, I was responding to her. So I'll just, I can say it. Um, I have, so uh, to preface this, Joe Solari is currently teaching a, a course about automations and backlists and stuff. So um, this question kind of pertains to that, relates to that. Um, but currently I have not focused on the subscription aspect of automating um, my newsletter, but when I do, I'm probably going to be inviting the readers who have read most of my backlist and aren't in, in my subscription yet into my subscription. Um, and then also kind of starting automation with my subscription readers to get them to read my entire backlist. Um, because it's on my subscription. I, I hope that makes sense and is clear. Um, I, I don't have much information on that yet, but I'll let you know when I do. Yeah, I see a few more questions rolling in. Um, can MP3s be put on the platform for audio content? Uh, not yet, that's certainly on our roadmap. Um, I think I think growing in importance as as our our genres uh, expand. So um, that 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 should I would definitely say probably sometime within the next. I I'm trying to underpromise over delivery here. Let's say within the next year. I think that's something that we definitely want to shoot for by this time next year. Um, you might see it sooner though. Um, do you send your newsletters out via email or do you publish them on Ream? Related question: If by email is it? I I totally feel what you're getting here. This is this is interesting because. I, okay, so there's things that newsletters can do that a subscription platform and following on Ream can't do. And I think that you have to be, you have to be cognizant of those. So what, what can a newsletter can do that Ream can't do? I know the best, best market in the world for the platform, but no, really you, you should know what it can do and what it can't. So a newsletter, right? You're going to be able to have something like an automation that has triggers and all these different things that you can now select, oh, reader clicked on this button in this email. Now I'm gonna be able to go in and I'm gonna be able to send them a follow-up campaign specific to that. And you could keep going on and on with the complex things you could do. These are extremely valuable for selling you know, a book launch, doing a book launch. Uh, for doing direct sales, even for helping as part of your subscription marketing apparatus. It's very useful, right? The thing is that those tools, right? And then the broad broadcast campaigns you set out in your newsletter are different. The broadcast campaigns you send out of, here's an update. Here's a this, here's that. And you just send it to all your readers. 
that can be done in your subscription platform with a few caveats. Um, right now, we don't let you customize your email on Ream. That will change. Second thing is we don't have maybe the exact editing where you can brand and templatize and change the font of these emails like you can on your own newsletter. So there's those design limitations. There's design limitations, and then there's the automation limitations. What does that mean? That means it's probably an and world. I mean, frankly, if you want to send out broadcast campaigns for free, super easy, like, like, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a good option, you know, it, it'll do the job and it's going to be doing a better job as well. Cause we're going to be improving that. But when it comes to automations, that is, it's not going to do the automations, the selling, the, the retargeting that, you know, a software like MailerLite that's just been built for that, um, can do now. I will say from personal experience and talking to a lot of authors, I would say that it goes something like this. A lot of authors who are just getting started don't deploy any of those tools, but almost every professional career author I talk to is doing that. So um, that's why it's an and world. Even if you don't want to start with a newsletter, like it would be really terrible advice for me to say, oh, you don't need automations. You don't need any sort of triggered, like, no, but if that's overwhelming to you right now and you're not going to be setting up any of that, then maybe temporarily. Um, Ream can serve that hole for you, but I'm not going to lie and tell you that it is that. It just isn't going to solve that problem for. I'm seeing people in the chat who I know have great newsletters. Kevin McLaughlin. I mean, you would you would not put your newsletter on Ream, right? I mean, you could put in the chat. You just wouldn't do that. Um, so if someone like Kevin, an amazing author who I think we also respect, wouldn't do that, then you probably wouldn't do that either. Um, so I, I that doesn't mean that it can't be a valuable tool, especially people getting started. And especially if you're on a serial fiction platform and you don't have a newsletter and you're overwhelmed and aren't collecting reader emails as a result, stop that. Create a free account on Ream. Start collecting readers' emails. You can take that and see your newsletter list with that anytime, right? Um, so it's it's a world of and, not an either or. In terms of your stage of your career, um, you know, I think that probably gives you your answer on what you should do now. That was a lot, but I'm passionate about that question because I've thought a lot about it. Um, uh, um, okay, so we have two hands up. Uh, let's let's do Charmaine. Um, and then let's definitely keep the questions coming in the chat. If I missed a question, because it's been a busy chat and we love you all for that, do, do re-put it in. Uh, but Charmaine, uh, you're up. Hi. So um, one, do you, when you're saying the follower tier, are you actually creating a tier as well as just going no. in? And okay. No. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then the second one was when you say with the reader magnet, are you giving them the full story or just a few chapters within the story? And then they. That's, that's up to you. That's up uh -huh. to you. Yeah. 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 I mean, like it's, I mean, my personal, it depends on like what you're trying to do with the reader. Like, if it's an introduction to there, there's um there's a saying that is that your free content should be better than everyone else's paid content. So mm -hmm. my big overarching advice, regardless of Ream, wherever you're choosing to put a newsletter magnet, is I see authors, and I've done this myself. I know I wrote an awesome story, but I'm not gonna make that my newsletter magnet because I feel like it's too good to be a newsletter magnet. That's mm -hmm. I'm 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 encouraging you to think about it a different way that actually that best content that can build that trust and hook that reader in is the best newsletter magnet. Um, and typically having, or ream magnet or subscription magnet, ver verbiage, wherever you want to put it, right? Um, so if you choose to put a magnet on ream to drive following, um, you know, either they've, 
you know, having those first few chapters of a book in a longer series for you is a good strategy. Um, but if you have like a complete short story, a complete bonus scene, a complete novella, it's a good entry point for a reader, then, you know, it might be more profitable for you to put that entirely as follower only to build the trust because they've gotten a complete arc from you and trust that you can deliver and pay off on a story. That's worth a lot. Um, so it, it's, and, and also you can cycle things in and out, right? Something can be a reader magnet for a bit, then it's not. Something can be formally paid and become a reader magnet. Um, it, it's complex, like really like uh, managing your catalog at, at the end of the day. Okay, thank you. No, it's a great question. Great question. Um, I love the chat and the uh, about the newsletters in the, in the chat. I think, I think it's one of the underrated things. And one of the things we hope to do with Ream is give you such an easy start to start collecting reader emails that you don't have an excuse but not to do it. That was our like one of our big goals. Is like there's no reason for an author not to have the emails of the readers. Period. End of discussion. So, I think we accomplished that, and we hope you all make use of it. Um, Anika, uh, you can go next. Okay, um, backtracking to a limited, um, limiting, um, uh, as a teaser to a, a paid tier. So uh, for the followers, you publish something for a limited time and then unpublish. Well, um, if, we're, if we're going to schedule such a publish or even, even if we just publish it and don't schedule just a, a, a sample of what they would get if they were on a paid tier. I'd like to be able to schedule an unpublish. Because, I mean, you have to keep Scheduling track of all of these times. I understand. Scheduling, mm-hmm. Because um, it, it's so easy to forget which things you need to... Uh, I mean, unless you're super organized, you know, um, <laughs> um, what I'm supposed to unpublish at what date. Yeah, we'd have to see. That could be something good to put in the Ream forum. I'm going to put it in the chat. That's where we take all of our feature requests. We have one of our team members who monitors that and takes notes on everything. And um, I can't even tell you how many changes and small tweaks we've made based off of feedback there and sometimes even big tweaks. Um, I just would say off the bat that uh, whenever we're thinking about building something, we're thinking about making it simple and easy and introducing unnecessary complication uh, is difficult. So I understand that could be really valuable to you, but I would need to hear more feedback from the community before that because we just launched even being able to think about limited time reader magnets. So you're the first person who's ever requested that. So like, I value you. I want to listen to you. And if you put it there, more people might be able to respond to that. And we could have a discussion about that because if a lot of people demand it, um, I definitely see the value in it. I understand where you're coming from. So so great. I love to hear it. Um, let's uh, let's get some more questions in. We're, we're going to stop right at 4.30, y'all. But we got 13 more minutes. Uh, me and Amelia are both here. Uh, we'd love to help you out. Um, really appreciate the, the awesome turnout today. Um, it's great to hear that you all are excited about this too, because we've been very excited about, about, you know, being able to, I think, take a big step forward in what's possible on subscription platforms. Um, so let's see, new message. Y'all don't have any questions. We just like threw so much info at you. Are you just overwhelmed? I understand if you're overwhelmed. I'm sorry if you're overwhelmed. Hopefully like a happy 
overwhelm? No, 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 no. Four, three, like 12 minutes, 12 minutes. So, it, it, you know, um, East Coast time. Yeah, yeah, you got it. You got it, Elizabeth. Um, great to see you're here too. Um, no, great to have you here. So let me share my screen again. Let's let's start showing some things because um, we're going to, oh, unless we just got some questions. Uh, I understand. So I want to go back to thinking about when we were discussing, oh, okay, there's what, what content should go where? Okay. What content should go where? Because you might be sitting here and thinking, well, I could use Ream for a lot of my content updates. I could post a blog on Ream. I could post new chapters. So what should I use for what? And one thing I just want to impart on everyone is that a story, what differentiates a story from a CUNY post, from a reader experience standpoint, which is what you should really be thinking about, is two key things. So a CUNY post, the actual body of the post is sent in an email. You can test this out by following any author on Ream. In fact, um, let me show you all um, an example similar of, of that. I want to pull it up on my phone just because I don't want to expose my whole email inbox to everyone. But um, so Lindsay just was actually here. Um, and I think she still is here and was excited and updating things to followers while we're here. I'm following her and I got the email within the last hour. So to see this, uh, can you see that email? It has text and it has that purple button. So that's a chapter update. And what that is, is when you update a story to followers or page here and that email that they get. So there's two core differences in that. And it's why like thinking about Ream as a newsletter, it's, it's another communication tool and it's built with an entirely different purpose. We think a very advantageous one than what a newsletter functions as, which is in Ream when they click that, right? Click into a chapter notification email. We don't put the chapter in there. That's for your own privacy sake. We don't want people being on illicitly share chapters. And that's also to help readers be able to engage with your chapters because when they're inside, there's the ability to comment on each paragraph. What that means is that when you're thinking about where should I post this magnet or this thing, you probably want to think about it. How do I want my readers to experience it? Do I want them to click in and be able to read it right in the site, right in the mobile app? Or do I want them to be able to get it in the email where they can see all the text in the email? There's certain cases where both are advantageous, right? So I want to share that with people so that when you're thinking about where should I deliver the benefits with followers, you have that additional insight. Now there was 11 new messages. So clearly I said something that sparked conversation. Good. Um, we, uh, great to hear that, Will. Um, if I want to publish in two languages, should I use two tiers in the same page or build two pages? That's a great question. Great question. That's partially it's preference. Um, but I think, especially like, I'd be curious with the two languages you're th uh, thinking of uh, doing, but like if it's like Spanish and English, where there's a lot of people who are potentially bilingual, like an overlap, I, I don't see why you couldn't do it all on the same page. You would just need to make um, a new edition of the story uh, for the new language because, well, you could do one English chapter, one Spanish chapter, but 
that wouldn't be my recommendation. You can give it a shot. Um, so if it says you have 15 members, for example, 28 followers, that's 28 additional people and doesn't include the 15. Um, that's a good question. Uh, your follower count does include your paid members, I believe, I believe is yeah. the right answer. Um, so uh, the, the why we did this is like, Someone like someone like Amelia has 800 members, and then she would be starting off with zero followers. That's like that doesn't even make sense to like the reader point of view. Uh, of course, you can hide followers and members. No one needs to see how much members and followers you have. But if you choose to make it public, uh, and the other thing too is that if someone unsubscribes from a member, they are a follower. How you have to think about this is like there's the author hat and the reader hat. In the author hat, each of these different segment or different like segments of your readers that you get to publish to. Do I want to publish to just my followers? Do I want to publish to one of my paid tiers, more of my paid tiers? Um, but the level of, you know, so that that's how you publish to them. But how readers think about it is like, if someone is a member of yours, by default, if they unsubscribe, they're still a follower, okay? We do that because we don't want them to lose touch with you. They might've just missed a payment and they want to come back next month. So it makes it easy like that. So I hope that helps clarify that. That was a wonderful question, Tori. Um, Question about Wattpad. I have a story that I just started posting and I have no readers right now. Amelia, how many chapters did you post when you first started before you noticed readers find you? And maybe a maybe also a way to reframe that too, because I know not everyone's gonna have your story. Everyone's different. Is what would be your advice to getting discovered in shell fiction? Um so to answer the first question, I don't remember which chapter, how many chapters I had before people started like really, really converting. Um, I was on, it was my first book, people started converting, um, but it wasn't until my second book on Wattpad where I had a huge, huge jump um, in subscribers. And that was because I hit a really hot trope or a trending trope on Wattpad at the time. Now, um, usually it takes about 10-ish chapters, so like 10,000 words um, for any new books that I release where, where I start to see a conversion. Um, but that's already with a, a built-up following. Um, so yeah, and then how to get discovered on Serial Fiction. Um, serial Fiction... A lot of the platforms you have to release consistently. Um, so like once, preferably multiple times a week, but you don't have to do that. I know for a couple of my stories, I have only released once a week. Um, and I think that's totally fine. You might not get as many eyes on it because it's not um, releasing multiple times per week and kind of getting that jump of views and engagement. Um, but yeah, definitely releasing consistently on the same day at the same time um, every week. And then those cliffhangers, shorter chapters, because nobody, at least on serial fiction that I've, um, the books I've seen, a lot of the, the chapters that are really, really long, people tend to either skip over or just like pause while reading um, instead of reading it straight through. So those are a couple couple of ways I guess you can uh, try to get discovered on serial fiction platforms but it definitely depends on the platform and on your genre and your audience 100 one, one last thing I want to show people 
um, and then we'll try and get to one or two more questions is Takiri actually asked a great question that inspired me. Um, so you always ask great questions, Takiri. But um, I'm going to share my screen again. Hello, everyone. We're back. Um, and what I want to show you is how I would think about mechanically optimizing your book description for a first chapter of either a teaser, of a reader magnet, or of a full book that might have paid chapters at the end of it that you're going to be delivering public and then with the follower after it to try and entice for an upgrade. Essentially a link that you could publish to a cold audience, right? Just one link that does all the all the dirty work for you. But how do you optimize the, the beginning of it? So I'm going to go to Amelia only because I don't want to make anyone feel like I, I, all of you are doing a great job, but I don't want to make anyone feel like I'm picking on them. So I'm just going to go to Amelia as a example. Actually, I'm a paid member of Amelia. That's, that's okay. That's okay. It'll still work out. Um, so, and Amelia, um, I'm going to go to a book that I haven't started. This is a graphic novel. Still applies the same, right? Just, everything's the same here. So I actually don't have access to this in my tier. Um, and you see here actually what she did, which, which, is, which is actually a, a best practice. But okay, so you have the cover. We know that. It doesn't have to be a finalized cover if you're offering early access on Reem. Then you have the title and the book description. Now, the book description can be, you know, the normal book description. But something to consider, because this technically, she published this, what is this, is a chapter. And what is this, is a public chapter. Or maybe it's only to pay members. No, it's public probably, right? Like, yeah. yeah, public. And then chapter one is where we start to get into the paid stuff at a higher tier. This is where your message can be to your readers about anything, right? Now, what should that be? So, you know, it depends on what your funnel is. Definitely. That's the key in all of this. But let's say that you are going to be putting this on your mailing list, on social media. This is going to be part of a cross promo because now we're going to get to, there's so much to talk about that we, 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 we can impossibly cover all the ideas, but because you all are here, let's cover something really big, which is cross promo. I talked about the idea, but how would you mechanically do cross promo? 10 authors, five authors, however many in the cross promo would just need this link. That's it, Right. Now, how would you optimize cross promo? So if, let's say I'm going to come up with something here. I'm part of the post-apocalyptic authors um, and we're going to be doing um, an end of summer, uh, summer fire series uh, for cross promo. Again, I'm making this up. So we have five authors who are doing this, sharing the link with their audience. So you would just need the four other authors links up here. Boop, boop, boop. That's it. That'll share it. And then you'll have obviously your link. When a reader clicks into your link, right, you might want them to know, hey, this is a part of this cross promo that we're doing. You know, um, there's some other wonderful authors in this cross promo too. You could let them know in the what is this section, hyperlink to them. Because notice these are hyperlinked. You can hyperlink inside of the text in your book. And then, you know, this is this story. Um, I hope you enjoy it. Um, and then, you know, like that, that's, that's a nice intro, right? Like that's, that's nice. Um, so that, that's an option. You also could. With something like this for cross promo, you could upfront mention something like, this is like your front matter, right? You could mention, hey, like before you get into this book, here are some of my other books, okay? Um, you could do something, let's say it's a limited time reader magnet like we talked about, or maybe it's something that is you're offering early access to, right? You can mention like Amelia does, hey, this is where you get exclusive early access to my stories. If you become a follower, you know, not only will you get access to chapters two through 20, but you'll also get access to future chapters. You can 
build all of that in right here um, in like the front matter of your story. So if you're putting something as public or just optimizing a story link to send to folks, just use this real estate wisely, the description and a chapter that you maybe add before the first official chapter. I think you could do a lot of awesome stuff with it. So use it wisely. Amelia did this because literally she's saying where you can go to start reading some of it for free, um, um, which you could potentially have it free here too, right? So anyways, there's, that's that. That's the cross promo thing. Probably the one thing I didn't cover in all of our demos. I'm going to answer one last question. We'll answer one last question and then we'll end it off. Um, this has been a lot of fun, everyone though. So um, I think this asked earlier, will other tiers email so yeah, I'll answer this question very quickly. No, no, no. Other tiers will not see an email update if they don't have access to it, at least not through Ream. And if you send an email on accident to your, through your mailing list to all of your readers about an exclusive Ream link, um, if it's a chapter or a CUNY post inside of Ream and you're linking out to it, if the reader isn't signed into an account who has access to it, they're not going to be able to see it. So the, these links are secure in that way. Um, and then last question from Elizabeth Kirk. Um, Amelia. Uh, how does your graphic novel um, work on Ream? Are we able to post images and chapters now? Oh, um, currently not yet, um, but you can post images on the community board. But how I do it is um, I have them, I have each chapter separated out in Google Docs and I just have really to my Google Doc at the moment because um, it's a lot easier for me um, to do it that way. We're going to be adding chapters inside soon. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Okay, everyone. This was the following edition of Descriptions for Authors Fireside Chats. I know I mentioned at the beginning, I didn't want any of you to click off to our future Fireside Chats, but if you're like, oh man, I need to listen to more of Michael and Amelia after you already listened to so much of us, um, we have a library of Fireside Chats that you can access all for free right here. Um, we have one on pricing. We have one on community. Um, this is our officially our 13th one, but it'll be our 12th recorded one. So thank you for being at this special Fireside chat for us. Um, we'll see you next month, first Friday um, from 3 to 4.30 p.m. Eastern. Um, I'll give you a little hint. We're hoping to be able to release some of the details and the descriptions for authors report by then. Um, so it'll be a big, big, exciting month. But in the meantime, I uh, hope everyone has an amazing rest of the day, amazing weekend, and don't forget, storytellers rule the world. See you all.